live from the historic and exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle. It's time for the Anglo-American edition of Spoiler Country, starring your infamous hosts John and Kenrick, handing out their usual speedball cocktail of comics, music, movies and popular culture. Without further ado, my friends, it's time for Spoiler Country. Where it was kind of gag stuff where Steve Wynn would be going, I'm Steve Wynn, I'm the owner of the, of the Golden Nugget. And, uh, and while he's in the middle of doing that, and we've got Sinatra playing here, Sinatra would walk in, yeah, and just go to him, uh, give him a tip, give him five bucks, and go, you know, make sure you've got plenty of towels, kid. Like that, like he's just a funky, you know. And they did all of these ads. So, so basically, um, uh, Wynn did a deal when he launched Encore with the uh, with the Sinatra family. They got a Sinatra themed restaurant, it's all like orange leather, and because orange was Sinatra's favorite color. But they launched this cocktail and it is fucking delicious. And it's essentially got black blackcurrant cassis in it and um, and Gentleman Jack. Yeah. So it's a fruit cocktail with a kind of, um, with a with a bourbon back on it. And so you drink this fruity kind of alcohol, but then you get this like, smoky warmth of the bourbon right. on the end of it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I, I love it. That I haven't good. had that. Yeah. I'm gonna, next time I go to Vegas, I'm trying it. Oh, you got to do it. I'm excited oh, yeah. for this whole idea with ours to, to try new yeah. drinks and shit. Cause we're, yeah. we're doing yeah, yeah. cocktails, beers, any, yeah, kind of drinks. I mean, you yeah. can, we can even do non-alcoholic drinks. You can do non-alcoholic drinks, but the, like the thing is, the food on this table over here? oh, yeah. that would be so lovely. Be mate. Thank yeah. you very much. Great. But we're trying to just try to diversify what we're doing and to bring more people in. Yes, that makes you know what I mean? sense. And yeah. it seems like video is like the... we have. Oh, have yeah. a, we have a buddy that owns a comic book store. Perfect. Thanks, man. You're welcome. And um, he started a year after we did. Yeah. Right. But he did it on YouTube. And he, yeah. They do video. They do the subscription box. Yeah. Right. He's bringing in nine thousand dollars a month. Okay. There you go. I think just I, from subscription box. But I like, think. Are you kidding? Me? I think YouTube is. I think YouTube is the way to go because YouTube is the. Uh, YouTube is easy for everybody to adopt. I think. Yeah. We just yeah. need to get video and have places record. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could we have another round of drinks as well, please, mate? Definitely. Thank you very much. Do you want these fries? Or yeah, please. I'm ready to eat. I need to eat so bad. Yeah, All right, we are recording, by the way. Yeah, excellent. So, I was starving. So, okay. so, so we were talking about things that we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you had said you'd like to talk about Steve Ditko. I'd like, yeah. There's a, a couple of things on my mind that I'd like to talk about. I'd also like. There's a couple of. Uh, I'd just like to update you boys on some of the uh, the comic stuff that Titan is doing, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, we've. Uh, I'm loving Mike Hammer. Oh yeah, it's great. I, got, great, I have isn't it? all of them so far. Oh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max would be pleased to hear that. Yeah, like I said, I tell you that we talked about Battle of Britain before, right? Oh yeah, right. I actually own that series. I didn't realize that I actually own the series. Fantastic, mate. That it is, is great. That, oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's I didn't realize really, I had really it because I had got it years ago and read it, and then for, I, the name escaped. And then I, I got home, I was looking it up, and I was like, I recognize these covers. And I was like, oh shit, I own these books. Oh man, it's it's a, it's a real like it's a real like hidden gem. Um, so. Uh, yeah, before we get into, I, I, I wanted to talk about some of the creators that are dear to my heart that have either passed away recently. Like so, that. Uh, so that would be like uh, would be Ditko, who is a, passed away earlier this year. Right. Yep. A legendary figure, of course, co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I talk about some of the realities of his life versus some of the. Uh, yeah, I'll trade you the some, empty one. Oh, thanks so much, mate. Sounds Thank good. you. Some of the realities of his life versus some of the rumors that abound about him. Thanks, brother. Thank you very much. That's great. 
and uh, talk a bit about Norm Brayfogle, who uh, passed away recently, who I think is the um, the greatest Batman artist of the 80s and one of the two greatest Batman artists of all time. Yeah, he was amazing. Oh, he's I love really him because yeah. honestly, honest to God, I didn't, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, right on. And then yeah. you brought it up and then I, I looked him up. I'm like, how do I not know who this guy is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you know his work, you know, because yeah, it's so his work, atmospheric for and, sure. and drenched in, in mood and shadow. And uh, and then I wouldn't mind talking for just a little bit about Gary Friedrich, who passed away recently as the creator of Ghost Rider, but was a great, great um, Marvel uh, scripter and uh, did some stuff that I'm particularly fond of, which isn't as well known as Ghost Rider. And then to, just thinking about Brave Fogel and the whole Batman thing, wouldn't mind talking about Jim Aparo for a bit. He was the great Batman artist of the 70s and is probably, in my opinion, with certain caveats, a certain form of his artwork is probably the greatest version of Batman ever. Talk a bit about that. Yeah. Was and, he like uh, right before Neil Adams or right He was just after Neil after Adams. He was after Adams. But, <clears throat> but so sometimes... After could, Adams, before Grell? Because Grell had a little well, run in there. Grell had a very small Batman run. It didn't last for a long time. Right. Um, uh, but concurrent with all of those, because the, the key to understanding Aparo is that he was the artist of Brave and the Bold. Like throughout right. many other like uh, reigns of other Batman artists coming in. So the thing about him was he was super versatile. He could draw anybody, which is why I was on Brave and the Bold. And he started off on 100 and above. Yeah, yeah, that's, that. and yeah, that's right. And he, he did all the team-up stuff. And he'd also done Aquaman before that. And then when he was at Charlton, he'd done The Phantom. But uh, Aparo's art is kind of like super masculine. You know, the, the men in his, the, the heroes in his, uh, in his artwork, they, look in, they always look incredibly rugged. Right. Yeah, almost have that same kind of quality that um, like actors in you know 1950s movies like Aldo Ray have. You know, what I mean, kind of like a, a kind of man. actor you don't see. But yeah, and these guys are really. Just, but he just drew a really cool version of Batman. But I'll get into that in a bit. I, I, I thought we could open up. We've just finished. Um, we've just finished uh, New York Comic Con. Which uh, for yes. us at Titan, it went really super well. That's and, so good to uh, hear. I was it, happy to hear you that. Know, it was great. We sold out of our stuff. It's a privilege. You sold out of your stuff? Yeah, yeah I was laughing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that picture was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are all tired, or you're all drinking, or you're all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're sitting back there reading yeah. the book. <laughs> no, that's right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you go to our uh, Facebook page, you'll see all our kind of shtick photos that we take day after yeah, day after day. Uh, of just, you know, because the thing is, Comic Con is a brilliant event. It's also super tiring, and so uh, so it's good to have a uh, it's good to have like a focus that we're doing at least one gag photo a day. Right, have fun with you it. You know, have right. fun with it. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. I mean, for me, one of the uh, one of the great uh, privileges of uh, working New York Comic Con versus San Diego. I love San Diego Comic Con. You know, it's the cultural epicenter of the comics and pop culture business. Right. And what I love about San Diego Comic Con is the way it takes over the entire city and everybody joins in. Which yeah. is something we were talking about the last New time. New York does? No, San, New, San Diego. No, San, Diego. San Diego. But New York's different because New York is New York. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's... It, it, the it great is thing Gotham. About, yeah, it is Gotham. The great thing about New York is New York keeps rolling. Whatever you put into the Javits Center, it basically doesn't care. You know, New York is still cooler than anything else you can put on at the Javits Center. Right, right. Whether it's Comic Con, whether it's an anime convention, whether it's a music convention, whether it's a concert, whether it's Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. You know, the city's <laughs> bigger than all of that. Yeah, it is. And so you, meet, you walk one block over from Javits, and even though everybody's wearing their costumes and stuff, New York doesn't give a fuck about the fact that's going on. <laughs> but that's what I love about it as well. I love that just as much as I love San Diego. It totally embraces it. And um, the great thing for me 
as, as a lifelong Marvel and DC fan and, and a huge fan of like classic Marvel a huge fan of Steve Ditko and classic Spider-Man is that you know you walk from your hotel to the Javits Convention Centre where New York Comic Con is held and you walk past all these really unique Manhattan sites which are the water towers the water towers that are everywhere right. which is all about Steve Ditko's artwork <clears throat> you know and I, until I was about until I was 16 I had never seen a water tower with my own eyes because that's the age I was when I first went to New York. But I'd seen hundreds of them in Ditko's artwork right. peppered throughout the city, you know. And actually, I think given where his um, given where his studio was in Midtown, he could look out his window and see a bunch of water towers, you know. And for me, that's a kind of pure Spider-Man sight. So when I'm walking through Manhattan and I'm walking past those water towers on the way to Javits at eight in the morning or whatever, it's like being in the middle of like Ditko artwork. Yeah, and something we were talking about before we started recording is if you ever something I would totally recommend if you ever go to Manhattan, a brilliant thing to do that uh, is one of the greatest things you can do as a tourist in Manhattan, and it doesn't cost anything. It costs like the same same price as subway ride, something like two bucks fifty. Is you go to uh, 59th Street and Second, and you take what they call the Roosevelt Island tram over to Roosevelt Island. Now, Roosevelt Island is the island that is in the middle of the East River between Manhattan and Queens. And and the, the, the 59th Street Bridge, which is the famous um, wrought iron bridge that appears in uh, Woody Allen's Manhattan. It's a really super iconic mm-hmm. bridge. That kind of, that crosses over and has some of its foundations in... Doesn't in, that go from Manhattan Roosevelt. to Brooklyn? It goes from Manhattan to Queens. Oh, Queens. And, and, and basically, some of the stanchions are sunk into Roosevelt Island. But Roosevelt Island as a location is, is the place that, in loads of things, um, say like elementary or like law and order, you often see the detectives like having a chat in Manhattan, and Manhattan's in the background, and that's where they are. They're walking along Roosevelt Island. <laughs> but, but Roosevelt Island connects to uh, Manhattan by something they call the Roosevelt Island Tram, but it's actually a cable car, yeah? Right. yeah. And it's the cable car that features like, heavily in Spider-Man mythology, and it's the cable car that features the climax of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. So right, right. when he's battling with the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin, and there's a bunch of you know there's a bunch of citizens inside a cable car. That's exactly where it is, and nice. you can go and ride that thing, and you can go and ride over to uh, to Roosevelt Island for like two dollars fifty, and like there's literally a cover of Marvel Team Up, and, and where, where, where it's Spider Man and a another hero who I can't remember off the top of my head up there on the cable car. And the Punisher is standing on top of the uh, the tram. With two like you know semi-automatic weapons, <laughs> you know guns blazing at the I same know what you're time. About. What is that? Yeah, from? it's it's a Marvel team cover, I believe. Oh. And uh, and uh, and yeah, that's how that's how key it is to Spider-Man mythology. But you can go and be part of that for, for nothing, you know. And then then when you get to Roosevelt Island, you can walk around and see those amazing views. And it's got this incredible uh, park called the uh, the um, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Four Freedoms Park. So you walk to the, the bottom end of the island, which is kind of pointing south towards the mouth of the East River. And it's got this, 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 this part which is kind of built out of kind of marble, all this beautiful white marble. And, marble, and it's about the, the basic um, tenets of freedom as espoused by FDR and how we can't lose sight of that. Right. But it's got an incredible view of, of uh, down the East River, down towards the mouth of the river. 
And it's an incredible thing to do, and it costs nothing. But it's, it's pure New York mythology. It's pure Spider-Man mythology. Put you in New York, you see all the Spider-Man yeah. I mean, right so, in the books. So, you know, you guys, for example, being the big like Marvel fans that you are, yeah. it, it, I've got this kind of like tourism <laughs> list of... Uh, of things you should do in Manhattan just if you're a Marvel well, fan. When we that's, go to, that's at the top of it. Dude, when we go to New York, I want that list because yeah. I want to do that. Last time I was in New York was 2006 and it was like strictly, I was on Staten Island and we went into Manhattan yeah. to go to Times Square and to go to, uh, to um, uh, the hell's the big park name? God damn it. Central Park. There you go. Yeah. We went there. With, it was, I was like just fresh with my wife. Yeah, yeah. We weren't married yet. We had the two kids with us. And yeah. We went to those two places and then we left. <laughs> That's all we did in New York. Besides staying on Staten Island and hanging out with some friends. But I, I get it. I mean, I, and you know, the thing is, New, New, York's, is. New York's so rich. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of experiences. You go back time and time again and do a different thing every time you go there. I'm lucky that my work's taken the, I mean, there are many times over the years after, after maybe going a handful of times between the age of 16 and the age of like 35. In the last 20 years, have been a lot. But it's always fresh and there's always something new to do. Another thing I would totally recommend, at the risk of turning this podcast into a kind of New York travelogue, the other <laughs> thing I would recommend doing is um, taking the East River Ferry. Now, that is an amazing thing to do. So basically, you go to, uh, I, think, I think the seaport's at 34th, where it, where it meets the East River. And, and you get on the East River Ferry. And then you go at speed down to like, Green points in Brooklyn where there's a pickup spot. Yeah. And you go right down the second half of the island. But you get amazing, um, an amazing, constantly evolving view of Lower Manhattan. So you get great views of the Chrysler Building, great views of the Empire so State. Cool. And then it ends up, you know, you, you, you can go straight through to the Wall Street area. Well, if you get off a stop before, that's at Dumbo, down under Manhattan Bridge Overpass, where the Brooklyn Bridge Park is. And that features in tons of movies where characters are like yeah. walking along having a conversation with Lower Manhattan in the background and there's great restaurants and bars there and then you can walk back over the Brooklyn Bridge so you know you can take three hours out of your day and just have this amazing kind of yeah. whirlwind tour of Manhattan That'd be awesome. and it costs two dollars you know I've never been to Manhattan was a little. you haven't? Yeah. no yeah. I've never gone to Manhattan which is weird because I've been all over the place I've oh dude you'd love it Chicago, I love Chicago. Oh, Chicago's a great city. You know, we go to your Comic Con next year. We'll have to make, take some Manhattan trips. Get it done. That's what you have <laughs> yeah. to do. So, so basically, we sold out of all our stuff. But the um, what one of the things that we were doing is that uh, is that the thirteenth Doctor iteration of uh, of Doctor Who. It's just it's heard two episodes now. It's been extremely well received. Do you remember? I would. Then one of the things I was saying when we last met is that. I knew that the show was going to do really be really good. Yeah. Because the Wait, guy who's the showrunner. The new Doctor Who's out? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's two in. episodes already. Two oh, yeah. episodes in, yeah. I yeah. thought it wasn't starting until after Christmas. No, it's no, out, man. It's, it's out, out now, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I know this is not yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, I mean, I'm a Doctor I, Who fan. Yeah. I'm getting into Doctor Who as, you yeah, know, from yeah. our talks. Yeah. But I love Doctor Who. So should we do a soft open real quick? Yeah, right. Sure. Right yeah, yeah. So we're here. We're here today, and we're in. We are in. Shit, are we, got, have we got 15 minutes of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're yeah. doing now. That's brilliant. So we're in the Arctic, the historic Arctic Club yeah. of it, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, we are. It's amazing time, and we get to sit here with one of our good friends, one of our best pals, Andrew Sumner, the EVP of Titan Merchandise. Indeed, hello, Titan Entertainment. It's so great to be here with you guys. Oh, man, likewise, it's so good to see you awesome. Again. Been looking forward to this all week. Oh, man, we got so some topics great. to discuss. We got yeah, some yeah. fun stuff. We got some. 
somber stuff, I guess yeah, you could yeah. say. And then, um, but you're going to give us enlighten us on the new Doctor Who stuff coming out of Titan, right? Right on, right on. Hey, I'm just going to quickly segue into yeah. talking about this place that we're in here. Sure, uh, right for, right for Do you boys know the history of this joint? It's, Not it's, at all. It's fascinating, right? Nope. So the Arctic Club. Only lived here my whole life. This, this is a. This is a. Uh, <laughs> so when it's quite historic part of town because the Smith Tower, you know, yep. is just around the corner as well. Smith and Wesson. So, I know yeah, the history of that yeah, one. Yeah, which is a, it's a, it's, an, it's probably one of the greatest old skyscrapers in America. It's got an amazing bar at the top of it, and a famous architect lady lives in the, in the, in the in kind the of penthouse yeah, in the pyramid. Yep. But we're here at the Arctic Club, just around the corner, and the, the Arctic Club. This building is incredibly historic, and it was set up by. Uh, a lot of the founding industrial fathers of Seattle, and they're guys who all made their fortunes um, in Alaska, yeah. Yeah, in the Arctic Circle. And so basically, these are guys who went and like hunted and drilled all and all kind of came back mega rich, and they set up a lot of Seattle society. This is like 120, 530 years ago. Right. And these guys who had precisely that background, who went and found their fortunes in Alaska, but were based here in Seattle, in the Pacific <coughs> Northwest, they set this building up as their kind of exclusive gentleman's club. And you had to have that background to be a member here. Uh-huh. And that's what it was, this whole building. So it's built, it's really opulent. It's on the outside, it's built with in, in sort of incredible wealth. And, it's very, uh, and the, the motifs that you see around the room here, which are all these photographs, of these old like kind of Edwardian era photographs. These yeah. are all the, the members of the Arctic members. Club. These are the guys who set it up. And then it was it was kind of redeveloped into a, a very nice hotel about yeah. 10, 12 years ago. Double and that's tree. where we are now. Yeah. And now it's part of the Hilton chain. It's a double tree. Right. But that's why you get the polar bear in the corner there. See the light at polar that's bear. That's cool. Yeah. This is quite the opposite type of place from last time. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I always think it's good to have both experiences. Right? I agree. You know, I like very it. very fancy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very fancy. I so like you, very you know, fancy. Because, you know, you've got to be able one day to be having a drink in the, the sawdust and the exposed beams of... Uh, of McSorley's in Manhattan. Right. And then the next day, you've got to be able to be in the plush surrounds of the Arctic Club. Right. The interesting thing, the, the guys who formed the Arctic Club, they're all self-made men. They all started out poor, but they were like really tough sons of bitches. Right. They went and kind of, you know, you literally- have to make money in Alaska. Like yeah, that. yeah, they actually pulled their money out of Alaska. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and by the way, the, the, the motif of this place is the, uh, is the walrus. You'll see that there's a lot of like, uh, walrus imagery around and on the tiles outside the building I've got walruses on them it's a beautiful building outside oh it's yeah. a great building and and that's all the original frontage and stuff and the walruses are what these guys kind of like ate the blubber kept them alive in the cold all that kind of stuff yeah yeah know? so you know it's a fascinating place but yeah we, we were going to talk about uh, New York Comic Con yeah so back to the Doctor right yep so, the, so basically um, the 13th Doctor is now uh, two episodes in and the show is just as good as we were speculating about it being. Jodie Whittaker, you know she's going to be good. I have she's heard nothing but good things about it. You saw the commercials with her. Yeah. And she's just... Oh, she's... She's, she's going to be brilliant. She is a great, great actress. And the thing is, more than that, um, it's not just her. It's the, the showrunner who we talked about again last time I was here. He's a guy called Chris Chibnall. He's the greatest showrunner in the UK. He's the greatest writer, TV writer producer in the UK. Yeah. He won a shitload of BAFTAs, our version of the Emmys and our version of the Oscars yep. combined into one for this show Broadchurch that he used to to produce and write, which is um, a kind of a a noir detective series um, set in a coastal town in southern Southern England, and it starred uh, David Tennant as the kind of Scottish detective. 
and it's, nice. it's got a very downbeat kind of do vibe to it. Very, very emotional series. Yeah. Chris Chibnall is a genius. And I think I might have mentioned this last time I was here as well, is Chris Chibnall went to my high school in the Liverpool suburbs. He was a couple of years behind me. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I, he, he's like a, he, he's like the most famous dude who ever went to my school. You know. <laughs> besides you, of course. Oh, besides me, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um, Sir Mixwell went to my school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Did he? He, oh, oh. That, oh wow, that's amazing. Way before I was there. I used to work with his bodyguard. Fantastic. Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Farron Randall. Yeah. Oh, I love he was, it. He was in the WWE as Randy the Pimp Taylor. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is so cool. So uh, what we did at, at uh, San Diego, we were, we were launching our 13th Doctor comic book. And so we launched with an issue zero. And uh, the issue zero basically gives you, in comic book terms, the perfect jumping on point for you don't need to have 50 years of Doctor Who history. Right. You just read issue zero and it gives you the history of, uh, of Doctor Who, so you can then jump into the regular 13th Doctor comic book. And the regular 13th Doctor comic book, that's actually launching in November. And it's written by a great talent, a lady called Jodie Hauser. And um, and that is, uh, that the first issue is gonna be on sale on November the 7th. Nice. Yeah, and, and that's our ongoing uh, 13th Doctor comic book. I bet book. it sells really, really well. Yeah, I mean, I, we've got great pre-orders on it. Uh, so yeah, the, the um, we're all really excited about it. Yeah. And some great cover art on the... Yeah, always we, covers. Oh, yeah, we've got a great... Amazing. Co- yeah, I'm so, showing the boys for, for the people listening to this. I'm showing the boys the uh, the covers we've got coming, coming up. There's a variety of covers. There's a photo cover. There's a great cover by Alice Sang, who's a, a brilliant US-based artist that we work with. Who does a lot of pastel-coloured like illustrations and whatnot. She's done a bunch of DVD covers for the BBC. Yeah, and so it's all good stuff, you know. Those, and, are, those are fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're really proud of them. And, uh, and I, you know, I think I, I mentioned we've got two excellent guys who work in the, uh, on, the, on the comics team who really know a lot more about this stuff than I do because yeah. on a day-to-day basis, I work on our merchandise side. And uh, there's a guy called Will the Devil Omer Lane, who's our, uh, <laughs> who's our uh, press guy. The and then, the, then there's Chris J. Thompson, uh, Australia's finest. He, he uh, comes from <laughs> Melbourne in Australia, and uh, and he is our brand manager on comics. And uh, I think you, both of you guys have had some interaction with them before, but they're really excellent guys, and they yeah, know yeah. the stuff inside out, and they've been doing a ton of work you need to get them with on. the editorial. Yeah, yeah, you should get them on. They're good dudes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, well, if we go to London, we get them all on, right? Well, you get right. everyone on. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put everyone into a boozer and we'll just get them talking about <laughs> Yeah, stuff. perfect. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Will, by the way, is only a young dude, but he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a fucking massive Spider-Man fan. He's super knowledgeable like about Ditko, who we're going to talk about in a bit. And, yes. uh, and, and you know, Chris Thompson is a, is, a, is a man after my own heart. He's just spent uh, years loving comic books, you know. I like it. So the other thing that we uh, we launched is uh, an ongoing series of uh, comic books based around uh, V.E. Schwab's best-selling Shades of Magic novels. And they're kind of like a young adult series, very, very cool fantasy series. Victoria Elizabeth Schwab, V.E. Schwab. And she has like a massive um, online following. And uh, issue one came out just, uh, just this last week on October the 10th. And uh, if you look at this, some beautiful kind of cover art there, all based within the, uh, all, ra- all based within the uh, mythology of these, oh, these yeah. books, which I won't spoil. Who's doing the cover art in these? Okay, so there's some, there is some cover variants here, and I'm not sure. I, that, that looks that, amazing. That's amazing. That's the one that we had at, um, that's the one that we had at New York Comic Con. 
was very pleased with that. And uh, but you look into the designs of it all, it was really lovely. The, the interior artist is an artist called Andrea Olympiere. She's super talented. Yeah, you know, super it kind of reminds me a lot of um, yeah. Fiona Staples. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But, but more detail. detail. The interior art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's it, This is a really great book. And I, That's amazing. I'd urge anybody to check it out. Shades of Magic. It's great stuff. And then uh, we what the other thing we announced was we're doing... Um, we're doing... Are you aware of that hit game? Yeah, we're doing... That uh, Life is Strange. We're doing yeah. an ongoing book based upon that that we're launching on November the 14th. And so uh, that's quite an interesting, t- without, I don't want to spoil it, it's quite an interesting take, but if you're a video gamer and you're into Life is Strange, the comics really were well worth checking Is out. it an adaptation or is it, a, or is it like in that world? It's, it's in more- that world. Okay, yeah, good. It's in good. That that's world. awesome. And are you guys, are you, were you guys ever into Tank Girl? Do you, do oh, you know? oh yeah. yeah, I love okay. Tank Girl. So, so basically, um, we've published all of the Tank Girl collections over the last couple of years on a bunch of new Tank Girl comics. But yeah. for the first time ever, Tank Girl is 30 years old this year. I can't believe that. So right? we are, I we can't are, believe that. We're launching an ongoing Tank Girl series in December, and it launches with uh, Tank Girl Action Alley number one, still written by Alan Martin, the original author. And, That's so cool. Uh, I, and it looks great, actually. How old was Alan when he started doing Oh, things? God, he was, he was just a kid. Do you know baby, what I mean? man. He He's got to be... That's just nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, he... I, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's still... It's still a great kind of edgy stuff that everybody really likes. So that'll be out in December. For what it's worth, I still like that movie. <laughs> with um, Betty. I think oh, the movie's yeah. good. I think it's good. I, I mean, I also, I, you know, I actually, I really love all the art inserts that's in that yeah, movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's I great think it's, stuff. I, it's a lot of fun. Glory it looked like a comic book. It did. It looked like a comic book with, with real people in it. Which yeah, because they use a lot of Hugh, Hewlett's art in the bridging scenes in that yeah, movie. Yeah. I think, I do think it's underrated. And then we've, uh, we've got our Robotech series. Which is uh, which year two of our Robotech series? How's that doing for you guys? Kicks off. It's, it's been doing really well. It's it awesome. I used to watch that. I used to watch that so much growing up. Yeah, you yeah. should check this book out, man. It's, yeah. it's good. We we just we just I think it was um, yeah, it was issue thirteen that just went on sale in the last week on October the tenth, and uh, that's issue thirteen. We had a variant at um, uh, with a variant cover at uh, New York Comic Con, and Robotech fourteen will be out on November the fourteenth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and the other thing we uh, so one of the things we announced at San Diego is that we're going to be doing an ongoing Blade Runner comic. Yeah, that's amazing. The that's, awesome thing we were able to announce in New York that. is that it was a massacre, and it took. I'm telling you, our, our publishers, uh, Nick Landau and Vivian Chung, they they worked their tails off getting that deal over that's a very awesome. long period of time. Uh, Nick's a huge, huge Blade Runner fan, and uh, and uh, Vivian and Nick really kind of uh, something they've coveted for a while. They had a very clear plan about what they wanted to do and they put it all together, so hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, but the, the big thing we were able to announce at New York Comic Con is that the uh, screenwriter of Blade Runner 2049, Michael Green, is going to write the ongoing comic book for us. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I know, that's so cool. Awesome. You guys yeah. have had huge competition because I can see Dark Horse really trying to buy yeah, for that yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. For so sure. That's awesome. For sure. I mean, there was a lot of people who wanted to do it. Yeah. And, um, and, and Michael's going to... Um, I was going to team up with a, comp- the, a well-known comic writer, Mike Johnson, and they're going to pen this Blade Runner series, which is going to be in canon. It's going to be oh, part nice. of. It's going to be part of the mythology of both of the no movies. No way! It really yeah. Scott's on board with that. Yeah, everybody? yeah. Everybody's on board with it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That everybody's awesome. on board with it. That's really exciting, and that's going to be coming at some indeterminate point in 2019. Yeah. 
And uh, awesome. I'm excited for that yeah. one. <laughs> the other thing we've been I'm doing gonna, a lot I'm, recently. I'm putting that in as an order right oh, now. Oh, yeah, get it done. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you've ever checked out any of the kind of coffee table books we do on the publishing yeah. side, but we've got some really the uh, ones that I'm super excited about based upon my my kind of you know level of uh, my, my fandom focus which is uh, in at the end of this month we're producing this uh, Marvel Studios the first 10 years art book coffee table book Perfect. you know and it's all the production designs from the 10, first 10 years of Marvel and I saw the galleys before I came over to the States and it is amazing. A lot of Andy it's Park. It's amazing. Oh, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just I just great. got an uh, Andy Park commission in the mail the other day. Oh, I how paid sweet. Him, I paid him 150 bucks. Yeah. And he did me an 8 by... 8 by 10? No, no. It's the smaller one. 6 by 9? I don't know. Maybe it's 6 by 9. Something this size. Yeah, it's like yeah. this size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just a headshot of magic. How awesome. The, uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the Marvel character magic. Oh, yeah. How so, awesome. And, you know, and it's interesting because... He, um, Disney had just, well, they had just announced that the, the, that had gone through, and he is doing a panel. We're at Ace Comic Con in Seattle in April. Was that April? Yeah. And it yeah. just announced that Disney's whole thing had gone through to acquire Fox. Yeah. Right. And so people kept asking him, "When's when's Wolverine come in?" And no, 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 no. He goes, "I can't. You know what? With everything, with all the news you heard, I can't say anything because you know Andy Park is the guy that did all well, yeah, the yeah. majority of the costumes that you see. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or the a lot the of the design work. Yeah, yeah, the design work. A lot of the design work. And he said he couldn't do it. But I was like, can you can you draw me magic? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it at home. And he did it. And so I can't help but think that that is going to be a design that is going to be on the <laughs> New Mutants when, ah. once Disney is doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I'm excited. I want to see your guys' oh, coffee table book. That book's going to be great. And the other one we've got is um, The Art of Iron Man, which is the three Iron Man movies, and that's just published on October the 9th. Oh, nice. And that is incredible as well. And just as good as those two is um have you seen the trailer for spider-man into the spider-verse yes. oh yeah oh my god that looks amazing that. right it's amazing i mean those two lads like lord and miller they really know what they're doing they, yeah, they know the shit be inside so that. Great. it's gonna be so good yeah. it's gonna be so really good. good and we're doing the art of book for that and, uh, <laughs> dude that trailer you can pause on any scene and it's a poster oh it's just yeah. the it's art just is fantastic. so fantastic and so the art of the movie is going to be on sale december the 18th and that it's incredible stuff I was actually wow. sat in our CEO's office in Vivian and Nick's office before I flew out from New York and the galleys were sat on the desk and I started looking through them and I had to stop myself because thought I, I just want to go in and you know enjoy the movie yeah. it was so good I was like yeah. you know but I mean it, 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 just that trailer I mean it's like it's uh, it's late 30s Peter Parker right you know it's Miles Morales it's Spider-Gwen it's Spider-Ham yeah. you know oh, Spider-Ham <laughs> Spider Man Noir, I mean, oh, yeah. so good. I, I so good. Spider Ham. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, I love Spider Ham. Yeah. Well, I loved it. I, I, I cannot wait to see that movie. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the art of book we do. Where do you think you'll be at when it comes out? It's incredible. Where will I be in the world? Or what, yeah. What, is that yeah, where what? will you physically be located? I'll physically be in London then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be back at home because it's, uh, I think it comes out in December, yeah, right? December, yeah. Yeah, so I've got this thing that, uh, uh, that I. I uh, I'm a big lover of Christmas. I'm a massive. I'm not a religious person at all, right? But Christmas and, is awesome. And I, I don't come from a religious household, but you know, Christmas is a kind of secular concept. I just, yeah. really, I even love all the kind of Christ, you know, Christian imagery around it. But you know, I love, I love Christmas, and uh, you know, the way I always it's look at it. Hard not to love Christmas. Yeah, actually, this is worth. This is kind of germane to comics, and is worth talking about. That uh, one of the best comic 
creators to ever write about Christmas and talk about it was uh, Will Eisner. You know, the, the, the one of the, the two the or three greatest comic book creators of all time, the guy who created the spirit. Yeah. And and um, he used to do a thing on the Christmas. So the spirit, it, just to, to recap on what that was, it wasn't a comic book in the traditional sense. It was it was a it was a 16 page color booklet called the spirit section that was inserted into American Sunday newspapers between 19 like 30 not between 1940 and 1952 yeah. and so the spirit was a, a weekly color eight page comic strip that was half of it right. and there was other stuff in the second half yeah and and Eisner himself like wrote and drew with some assistance but wrote and drew the, the eight page spirit section so this, that's why he always owned the spirit it was never published by DC or Marvel right, yeah. right. You know, but it's it was essentially it was a newspaper strip but it was really a newspaper comic book hybrid but he used to have it and he used to come out every week yeah, yeah, it's and really so cool. all those collected editions that's what they are it's collections of them it's great stuff yeah. it's re- I mean it's a high level of art when he came, he started it in 40 he, he produced it for the first two years then he got uh, conscripted into the army for World War II and it's produced by assistants like famous old comic book dudes like Lou Fine and whatnot while he was in the army. Then when he came out, when he was... Uh, when do he, do when you he, like the work they did? Uh, well, he, 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 I mean, they, Lou Fine was an amazing artist. Right. But he, he, Eisner's view is that is that basically the strips that were produced in his absence were kind of a, a pale retread of his vision. They didn't have any of his artistry. Right. And that's a fur cop. They look good, but they're just kind of like any regular Golden Age comic book. But the minute he got back, what he'd been doing when he was in the army, he'd been producing kind of like instructional cartoon strips and posters and whatnot. And he'd really matured in his art. So he comes back, you know, in in, uh, in late 45, early 46. And then the, there's the strip between like 45 and 50 as at its absolute creative peak. But he had this thing that he did, which was called the Christmas spirit. So in the Christmas edition of of the spirit the, the so over the 52 there were 52 uh spirit strips of about eight pages produced every year right in the christmas edition it used to be called the christmas spirit and the spirit's thing was because he like hides out in a place called wildwood cemetery where he's where he, he's he's a criminologist who's allegedly died right he, he was actually kind of uh like frozen in the chemical which uh which put him into suspended animation, so he never really passed away. So he, he lives in Wildwood Cemetery under his own gravestone, right? And, uh, and so what he'd do is he'd basically at Christmas time he'd just sit back and uh, and he'd have the scene where he goes, "Well, I don't fight crime on Christmas. The Christmas spirit looks after everything, not me." Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever saw Eisner talk about Christmas? Because he was a Jewish dude. He was like, "Well, you know, I never celebrated like Christmas growing up." But producing a mass market newspaper strip, you know, for a mainly back then traditional Christian audience, yeah. uh, he was like, I, I, I got into my view of what Christmas is. Where it's um, that one day a year where everybody takes time out to be to forget about all the bullshit that goes on and like the the, the petty um, competitiveness and all the nonsense in the world. And everybody takes time out just to be good to each other. And I think that is a brilliant philosophy of what oh, Christmas I, actually yes. is. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to be a religious dude to, to embrace it. And I, I'm not, and, well, but I do embrace what it. the spirit of Christmas really is. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. Good. and I, I think it's an important thing. And, and so uh, that's a very 
as usual, massively round the houses. Answer <laughs> right. to your question, which is, what am I doing in December? Well, I always take December out to spend it at home in London. And I actually, I split it between uh, London, my home in the last 30 years, and Liverpool, my hometown, which, as I've said before, evangelised about as a great city. So it's city. a good time to go to London and actually see Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because also London is a great... London's a great Christmas city because... Oh, yeah, the, oh, I'm sure. The, 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 the popular conception of Christmas around the world is actually forged in Dickensian London. Right. Yeah. It's Charles Dickens, isn't it? A yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah. So if you think about all Christmas imagery, it's people with top hats and like frock coats and <laughs> yeah. like scarves and it's snow in, in London, you know. So London's a great place to be at Christmas time. It's awesome. You know, you, you know who uh, designed our current concept of what Santa Claus looks like though, right? Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I do know this, yeah. Before yeah. that, he was a little elf. Yeah. And it, well, before that, he, he, he used to wear like a green... Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was kind of green basically. Yeah, yeah. It was either so, Papa Noel or yeah, or, yeah, or so, the yeah. Elf or... I mean, do you know do you know what we call Santa Claus in the UK? Uh-uh. Father Christmas. Father. No. Yeah, so we, we you guys call, say Happy Christmas. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We say Merry Christmas. Well, and that's funny because we say Merry Christmas as well. A Merry Christmas is actually an English term. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That comes from England. Yeah. But over time, you know, we've said Happy Christmas. I think one of the reasons why we say Happy Christmas so much is because that John Lennon song, Happy Christmas War is Over, yeah. you know, that's yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, I think it's one of the things that, but I personally am a big adherent to Merry Christmas because I like to keep the, oh, yes, please, brother. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll okay, take yeah, a look. Yeah, 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 Thanks very much. Yeah, so. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not done with that one. I'll be, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, don't take yeah, that one's drink. It's not, not unless you want to, not unless you got to finish it. Yeah. That episode of Spoiler Country went well until Kenrick started beating up the bartender. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then it went great. <laughs> it was fine until he beat the bartender to a pulp. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> We're right next to the pool table as well. He's recreating that scene from Coogan's Bluff where <laughs> taking out the guy at the pool table. Takes <laughs> out his nose and all his bridge work. Don't take my fucking vodka. <laughs> what? Sorry, where am I? Anyway, Spoiler oh Country. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Getting it away in chains. You know. <laughs> Smaller country coppers. You know, they take like. Why are you taking it? Like, keep, keep the recording going. Come on, keep the recording yeah. going. <laughs> this, this is good shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's great content. You'll never take me alive. I know coppers. my rights. <laughs> <Yeah>. Smaller country. Oh, <laughs> Get locked it. into a black oh, and white trip. Oh, man, my stomach <laughs> How are the fries? We're good. We're good. So, yeah, Christmas is a good time. So, yeah. <laughs> that is where I'll be. Nice. Celebrating Christmas and watching Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait for that movie. I fucking cannot wait for I it. I am yeah. not excited for I'm anything else. I'm more excited for that, that. Yeah. than I was to see Venom. Yeah. Than I was to see Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Like Aquaman's coming out next month, but I'm more excited yeah. for the Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love more. Jason Momoa, but I'm not really yeah. excited about Aquaman, but I can't it wait looked, to see Spider-Man. It looks that, great. That five-minute trailer yeah. looked amazing. And the thing is, I, I do believe in Justin Lin. He's a great kind of talent, you know yeah. what I mean? So... Right, okay. He made Fast and the Furious cool. He's great. He's great. He's a very, very talented guy. So I was uh, I was stuck in Cleveland at the weekend. Oh. Cleveland. Never even been to Cleveland. What am I talking about? <laughs> I scratched that. I wasn't stuck in Cleveland, but I would like to go. But I've never been there. 
I was stuck in Cleveland in my mind. No, you got to yeah. write. You got to write. You got to write. You got to write. Must have been the rock and was, roll. Yeah, that's name. right. Yeah, that was it. You know, no, Cleveland, Cleveland, stuck in Cleveland. Can't stop thinking about Cleveland. Thank you very much. You're going back to Ohio. Cheers. Yeah. You want so, thank you. Nice. So, <laughs> so, check this out, right? Apparently, this is, a, this is going somewhere. This is a common experience, right? Yeah. Thanks for the one on my hand. I appreciate that. I'm in Denver at the weekend. Disinfection. I'm in Denver at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, great I'm city. Love, fantastic city, fantastic yeah. state as well. I really, as you know, I'm a great lover of all the US states. I love the mountain states. Yeah. Utah and Colorado, incredibly beautiful places. Great city, have some good meetings. I go to bed on Saturday night in Denver. Uh, have some meetings, I meet an old friend of mine for lunch, uh, William Smith, if you're listening to this, Will. Great to see you, man. And uh, a super nice, super great guy. Used to work for Hot Topic. Awesome, awesome person. So we have a nice lunch and do some meetings and whatnot. It's all good. I go to my hotel and I, uh, I, I hit the sack and I take a picture of this beautiful sunset and it is 62 degrees and it's like 8 o'clock at night or whatnot. Yeah. 62 degrees, amazing sunset. Go to sleep, get up relatively early. Eight hours later, pull open the curtains and there is a complete white out blizzard in front of me. Yep. Literally, you can't see the mountains, you can't see anything. And everything's covered well, in snow. Like, it's clearly been snowing for like four hours. And I looked at the temperature and it was 20 degrees. Yep. The temperature dropped 40 points in eight hours. That's I just couldn't believe Denver. it. Yeah, I, I was wearing what you're seeing now. Yeah. I was wearing my So I'm basically I'm stuck in, in Denver. It's, it's a fucking blizzard going on. I'm like, well, you know, the, the kind of like day of like a gentle sightseeing I had planned, you know, that didn't come to pass. So I did a bunch of work in my room. And then I'm like, uh, I might as well go, go to the movies. So I went to see um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yeah. was that good? It's fucking awesome. Oh, I want to see that. And it's one of my two or three favorite movies of the year. And I don't want, I don't I want to, see that. I, contrary to the name of this podcast, I don't want to give anybody any spoilers. Because it's like it's it's one of those films. It's much better seen just completely cold. Yeah. I and mean, I wouldn't even revise and go and see the trailer again. I just go and see it. Yeah, it looks but, so good. But it's it's uh, brilliantly written and directed by Drew Goddard, who's a great talent, obviously. Yeah. You know, from his Daredevil days and whatnot. But the cast is uniformly good, and it's like full of surprises, and it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Even you know, having seen every Tarantino movie under the sun. When you look at it, you think, okay, well, probably it, it does some really good stuff. Yeah. And I was genuinely surprised at certain points in the narrative. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, and I don't want to say any more anymore because I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's not a mystery per se, but it's like, it, it's just like as with the Tarantino movie, it's a story that opens out and opens out and opens out. Yeah. She so starts on one tack and ends somewhere else entirely. Right. But I couldn't recommend it highly enough. And you know, you guys would be uh, letting yourselves down if you didn't go and see it in the next week or two. Yeah. Yeah, Drew, no, Goddard, it, Drew Goddard, if you want to send me a postal order for pushing this movie for right. next week, you can. You know, because it's fucking awesome. It's it's great. I want to I want to see uh, Hotel Artemis. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's supposed to be yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that is supposed it. to be good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, that is supposed to be good. There's been a I bunch think it's of. Out on DVD now though. Yeah, no, you can get it. You can get it on DVD. Yeah, there's a bunch of films that I. Uh, I, I tell you, a film I wanted to see last year, but I never caught up with. And it, now that I'm saying it, I really should make a point of seeing it. Before the end of the year is um, I think it's called Free Fire 
Yeah, and it's about a bunch of like gun gun dealers trapped in a warehouse and none of them quite trust each other uh, and it's got like Brie Larson in it and you it's had got, gun dealers I want yeah, to yeah. and it's got like uh, what's his name um, oh, d- big tall dude played the Lone Ranger played Ilya Kuriaki Army Hammer yeah Army Hammer's in it bunch of other people yeah you know what's good yeah. if you haven't watched it yet is Upgrade oh no I, now actually a good mate of mine that if you ever if you ever if you ever look at the, the hot topic periscope if you ever look at any of the hot topic social media there's a lady who introduces all of it called the HT Nerdette yeah okay and the HT Nerdette runs the periscope channel and every now and again I go and you know do a piece on the on the HT on periscope, periscope? Oh, yeah on periscope oh I've never it's gone. every, it's every, I, Wednesday, I periscope, it's every Wednesday and if you go and look at the hot topic or HT Nerdette periscope there's a couple where I'm doing them, yeah. them with her in fact I'm doing one this Wednesday oh cool yeah check nice. it out she's a, ex, she's a good friend of mine she's an extremely cool person and she uh, she went to see uh, see upgrade, and she said it was the nuts. She thought it was fantastic. Dude, she I, was massively waxing rhapsodic about it. I watched it, and I had a I had a simple concept of it. You know what I mean? Just a brief like I knew it was a guy that somehow is upgradable throughout the the movie. Yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah, it was one of the best sci-fi. I haven't heard of it before. Out. I heard of it. Yeah, the whole concept is a guy gets in an accident, won't tell you everything, gets in an accident, he's paralyzed from the neck down, they put a chip in his, in his spine, and the chip starts talking to him, because it's all AI, and then it says, do you want me to take control, and he's like, yes, and then they start investigating the murder of his, of his girlfriend, and it is crazy. That's I mean, you have to watch I'm, it. I'm ready. I'm in. Don't on watch that. it with the kids. Okay, because it's insanely, it's insanely um, visceral, yeah, and violent. Yeah, yeah. but I, I it sounds it's so say. good. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's, it's definitely one you should check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If I'm you in. like good, if you like sci-fi, I love sci-fi. Right, and you like uh, a good story that you know. The, the nice thing about it is that they didn't have a lot of money, so they 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 really delve into character development more than just visual. You know what I mean. But it's very visceral. Right, I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like character development over. I mean, I love fancy effects. That's why right, I, the first X Men's so good. Right. You know, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Kevin Faggy talks about that. Yeah. yeah. He talks about the fact that the first episode, the first X Men movie, they didn't have any money. Fox didn't yeah. want to give them any money, so they had to do character development to, to bring the story across. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the scene where they had the guns. Many of them had the guns. Those were just hanging guns off of wires. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah they couldn't yeah. CGI that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't no, afford I, to do I it. I mean, it's 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 a triumph of. Uh, but that's it sometimes what delivers great storytelling yeah. is not having the budget to do a whole bunch of stuff no. well, I think that's why the original Deadpool is so good yeah yeah. 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 I, I well, think budget. a lot of comic book movies need to move in that direction I think that's why people like us love the comic book so much because we read so much like me and Johnny were talking about the other day 80 years of Batman you're not reading when you read a single Batman story you have 80 years of context that's yeah. a full grown human being that you just that has a full yeah. backstory that's as right. much as you and I. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? So right. You don't yeah. get that with... Yeah. You can you can look up A Tale of Two Cities. Amazing book. I've read it three or four times. Yeah. And the character development is amazing and, the, and the, all that stuff. But he still doesn't have full fleshed out characters because you can't without having the amount of storytelling that's been done for 80 years. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, man. That's and so right. it's cool, and I think that's where comic book stories or movies are starting to falter a little bit. They're relying more on the CGI and the big, check out this big character and these big CGI, you know, things. Yeah. But they're forgetting that some of the, the biggest, the best stories told 
are the ones that get into the character that develop that and then you get emotionally involved like my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time or book arc is Craven's Last Hunt oh yeah that's a great book Such and an it's amazing, all yeah. it's just so it's all yeah. character driven yeah, yeah. none of it is like oh my yeah. god look at this amazing shot or this amazing yeah, yeah. you know what I mean but it's, the art's fantastic the art's fantastic yeah. but the story is everything yeah no I, I agree it, it is a that is a great sequence I mean I think my favorite uh, non-Stan and Steve version of Spider-Man yeah. and I do like the Stan and Romita stuff as well that's great but I mean I really love those first 38 issues of Spider-Man which is Stan and Steve Ditko because that's the basic DNA right. of it all but in recent years um, there are two Spider-Man tales that I, I two arcs of Spider-Man that I really love yeah. and one is um, Benson Bagley's uh, whole run on um, Ultimate Spider-Man if I I often if I meet people who are relatively young like in their teens and they want to get into uh, Spider-Man I'm always like that's what you've got to read you know that's that's that that's it you know take it from the ground up and that's great for, for the first like you know I guess 26 collections and then ultimately Peter Parker passes away and then it's uh, it's uh, that is a spoiler but you know it's been out for it's a long time and then, then it's Miles Morales do you know what I mean yeah. that whole sequence is absolutely fantastic the introduction of Miles Morales is so awesome that guy over there by the way that man Dave come here for a sec come here for a sec this guy you've got to meet these guys yeah it's alright doing this we, doing, That's fine. we don't mind doing this on tape mate it's my good friend Dave Dynas he is our great to see you man this is John this is Kenrick this the guy, podcast guys, right? So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Dave is like uh, Seattle, like, born and raised, and nice. he's our he's our kind of uh, Pat Northwest um, a Pat, uh, rep for all our apparel that we do. Oh, cool, yeah. nice. So, yeah, he, you know, he helps me get into retail. Awesome. Yeah, and when I say helps me get into retail, he gets it into retail. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is a great guy. That's True funny. story. We want to make t-shirts. <laughs> True story. I'll tell this story right now because it's a good one. You're looking at somebody standing right here. You saved my life. About four years ago, we were having a meeting here, and I'd been at, I'd been at Comic Con, I think it was, right, Dave? Yep. And, uh, and basically, I'd got, I had a really bad chest. But because I've had a bunch of chest ailments as, as a kid, I was kind of ignoring the symptoms. And we went out to a meeting, and after the meeting, Dave is like, I have to take you to, uh, to uh, like a hospital, to a doctor. And I was like, I know I'm going to be okay. So now your, your energy's way off. Your voice doesn't sound right. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I go in and like they sit me down and they do all these tests. And I had pneumonia. And the doctor was like, <laughs> oh, wait, like pneumonia? <laughs> yeah, if you came in 24 hours later, you'd be spending three weeks in hospital. Wow. So we've got you, you know, you have one more day. You antibiotics you. and you know everything. I mean? Yeah. And like, so he saw it, you know, so well done. Yeah, was, I didn't want to drive around with him if he was contagious. <laughs> 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 oh uh, man, that's crazy. It's good to see you, man. All right, mate. Okay. Right on. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Andrew is an amazing guy, man. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was that was that was pretty fun, man. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I mean, he knew stuff about the Arctic Club, and we grew up here, and we didn't even know about it. I'd never heard of it before, to be honest. So he said, let's go to the Arctic Club. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> there's so many. But to be fair, there's so many bars and clubs like that down in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, well, seriously. I didn't hang out in Seattle as a kid. I, I would go to Seattle for like shows and then go home. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's the same thing. I went to laser shows, you know, being stoned and going to see Pink Floyd laser show, man. <laughs> and I saw Metallica's man and Nirvana. And I saw 
a bunch of them. Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. Nice. I've never been. To, I've never been to a laser show except for like there. I went to one at. They did a small one at like the the Air and Space Museum in DC when I was there, but it was like you know, it was like nothing. Uh, well, the Seattle uh, Pacific Science Center's Laserium is is pretty spectacular, you know. Yeah, I know. But I've you got to go when you, when you're like eighteen, nineteen. That's the thing to do, right? You know, right. I don't want to go now. Yeah, you go now. <laughs> I mean, you can go with your kids and stuff, but it's not the same. We actually had tickets to go see Laser Sublime, oh. were, like like two, two or three years ago. We bought tickets for it, and then at the last minute, Karen like, you know what? I don't want to go to this shit. <laughs> we decided we decided to stay home instead. <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I got I got I was dumb and I got kicked out of the Redwood Plaza where the Family Fun Center arcade was when I was like yeah. seventeen. I don't know what I did. I can't remember. But uh we ended up something dumb. Yeah, something stupid, I'm sure. And uh we ended up going to the laser shows almost every weekend for like three months in a row. Damn. Yeah. We just you know, me and my buddies just go all the time. It was kind of fun. All the girls like going, so we'd go, yeah, let's go. Let's take you. Well, I mean, if the girls are going, you got to go, right? Right, right. <laughs> but speaking of Andrew. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Andrew. That I was mean, a cool interview that we just did with him. And just so everybody knows, we're going to have that almost once a we're going to We're shooting for once a month, but Andrew yeah. is a globe-trotting. He's a globe-trotter. Yeah, he's a globe-trotting <laughs> salesman kind of thing. And um, he's all. He's busy. Yeah, he's a busy, busy man. And. and if you follow us, you'll see him all the time. He's at every con that you can think of across America, promoting yep. Titan merchandise, Titan Entertainment, Titan Comics, and you know he's just Titan in general. Yeah, and he's, he's the executive VP. The guy is a busy guy, and he takes his time out to hang out with us, and it's amazing. Yeah, and so we had this, this episode, as you know, because this is the end of it. It was, it was long, but it is there was no there was no way to cut it down. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was too much fun, and I can't wait to have him back. And what an intro that he just did for us. I know the intros are awesome. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I want to say on this is I want to tell a little story about what happened to me before we got to the interview. Or yeah, it's, it's not really an interview. It's, it's no, more no, of it's a, a hangout. It's a hangout. Yeah, it's a total yeah. hangout. That's what we try to do with all yeah. our interviews, anyways. Is just to have hangouts. But this is funny. Right, right. Can I set it up a little bit? Go set it up. Okay. Go ahead. So I was kind of I was running late, but I ended up being the first one there, which is hilarious because Johnny was actually there about 15 minutes before, but he was around the building. <laughs> And he was like, there's a key card to get into this place. And I had already just walked up to the other side of the building, walked right into the Arctic Club, the doorman and everything. The place is plush. And I'm there for like five minutes and no one's there. And I'm like, hey, where are you? He's like, what do you mean? He goes, you're like, I'm there. And I'm like, I'm inside. You're like, what the fuck? And then what happened? Well, I'm standing outside just minding my own business, you know, texting you guys, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, texting Kaylee and stuff. And then this guy walks up to me and he, and like, you know, there's, if if you if you follow me on social media over the last like couple of years, you know that I've written and drawn lots of little stories about my interactions with homeless people in Seattle and stuff that happens. Some we some have a bad, some funny, some good of homeless people yeah. right now. It's actually an epidemic here right now. It really is. It really is. And it's not. It, you know, they're not all bad. Some right. of them are funny. Some of them are kind of cute. This one was not kinda funny cute. or cute. <laughs> yeah, I know. If yeah. I was homeless, so, man, I'd be going nuts. Right. So as this guy walks up to me, right, he has, you know, these, he has like, you know how like in football and stuff, they put like the black lines under their eyes. Yeah. He has like those, he's like, he's like something tattooed under both of his eyes that look like boxes of black, but there was something in him. I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. And he walks up to me and he was like, he was like, 
Hey man, I just woke up. I take some heavy psych meds and I'm kind of confused right now. Heavy psych meds. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. To, to pause that for a second. That is never a good way to start a conversation with somebody. I just woke up because I take heavy psych meds. That's not, does not. I got to keep image. the voices down, man. <laughs> right, right, right. They keep telling me to murder white people. And I just got to tell them no. But so he's like, he says that. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, Hey man, I'm really hungry. Could you, uh, could you spot some cash? And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't have any cash. Which is true. I don't, I rarely carry I, yeah, cash. I on me rarely ever. carry cash unless I actually know I'm going to place that need that I need cash. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'm sorry. I don't have any cash. So I, you know, I, I, I apologize. You know, I'm very, very polite the whole thing. Right. And then he's like, he, he mumbles some stuff at me, you know, like, like oh, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't quite what he said, but he's like, Hey, you know, there's a seven 11 right down there. You know, could you, could you go with me and like, you buy me some some food or and some batteries for my my music player on your card or something. Some batteries. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, so I'm random. sorry, man. My money is really tight. I got five kids to feed and take care of. Like I literally, you probably think money. it's a line, but you're like totally telling the yeah. truth. I got five kids. I can't afford to be given every money. If I had spare money and whatever, and it's one thing. Like I don't care if people ask me for money or for food. That's whatever. But if I say no, that it's not because you want to say no. It's because you need to. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I can't. I got five kids to take care of. My money's super tight right now. It's coming to the holidays. I, I just, I can't do yeah. it. And he's like, he starts getting like agitated, upset. And he goes, well, man, do you have like any headphones in your backpack you can give me for my music? <laughs> dang, I'm like, man. dude, I don't, I'm like, dude, I don't have headphones to give you. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't. And he's like, man. And then he goes and like swings at me <laughs> and goes to like slap me across the face. No and I duck way. back and it's, yeah, and his hand goes like right in front of my nose. Like I feel the fucking wind like go by my face. He's like, "Man, fuck you, white boy!" And, like starts walking off, and I'm like, what? "Dude, oh my god, <laughs> you were gonna hit me because I wouldn't give you money? Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's fuck you? Fuck you!" <laughs> right, and I was I was polite the whole time. I wasn't rude. I was like, "Dude, I just I can't. Yeah. I don't have spare money for anything." That's crazy, man. That's crazy sauce. Yeah, and so you know, if you follow me on on Instagram and stuff, I I, I drew a comic about it. Oh, did you? I gotta go check it out. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and uh, I've drawn. If you if you scroll through my Instagram, I've drawn um, several comics about my interactions with people in Seattle over the last couple of years. That's funny. <laughs> and you're not tiny, so if you like no. retaliated and, and actually connected, that, that'd be hurting on somebody. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm I'm six one, I'm a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean. Ultimately, he didn't hit me and walked off, so there's no altercation yeah. beyond that. And but like again, I don't give a shit if people ask for money. Right. If I have spare money, or if I have food to give them, or if I feel like, and I've stopped and I, I've bought people sandwiches in Seattle many times. Right. You know, I've bought people McDonald's before more than once. But like, if I say no or someone says no, just I mean, deal with it. I don't know why. I'm, they're probably homeless people in Seattle probably are not going to hear this, but if you do, don't get mad if someone says no. Just move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's not worth it. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of government assistance here. A lot. So there's no reason yeah. for them to be actually on the street like that, begging no. for, you know. And you don't even know. He probably would have lured you to freaking mug you. Yeah, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't know where he would take me. Yeah, you, know? you don't do that. That's just. Yeah. You're you're not I being mean, very street smart. If you're like, yeah, okay, let's right. go. <laughs> Face tattoos, heavy psych meds. I- I'm good. No, thank you. <laughs> you can go around that corner by yourself. I'm going to go where there's yeah. lots of people. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going to stay right here on the street with people all around me. <laughs> That's crazy. That but is crazy. But then you made it. Then I made it. Then I, then I came around and came in and told you, and you're like, what? He almost slapped you? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was an experience. It was an experience, but I don't, you know what? I'm good with not having those experiences. If that's, a, if, that's, if that's an option, that is an option. You just have to, yeah. you know, 
not go to Seattle anymore. Yeah. I worked there. Nose down, <laughs> eyes forward. Don't <laughs> don't make eye Dude, contact. <laughs> my nose was down. I was looking at my phone, and he came up to me and was like, "Hey, man, like I'm not. I'm like I'm not looking at him." He started to come to me. I, I had my nose down. I wasn't looking at anybody. <laughs> oh man, it was fate. You just gotta fate. stay away from that area, man. Just gotta stay away. Yeah. I worked in that area. <laughs> <laughs> well, you then you know carry some bully money. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Right. Here's my lunch money. Don't hurt me. Oh man, I can't believe that happened. But you know, makes a good story. But at though, least right? ten minutes later, you were sitting down with our buddy Andrew, having the conversation everyone just heard, having a beer, eating your fries was great. Yeah. So there you go. And I think right. that's basically the show. Yeah, that's a show, man. Yeah. We're good. And keep an eye out. We're going to have more with Andrew. It's going to be amazing. And now we have to go to London. You'll find out why as as things unfold and it's yes. going to be cool. And I think we're really excited about this. We have a new YouTube thing that's coming out. Uh, we're working yes, on it. We talked about it. Wait, we didn't, we talked about it. We didn't talk about it on the show when recording. No, though, we've never so. been actually talked about it on the show, but I figured this is a good as time as any. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming soon. It's coming, it's coming soon. soon. Do we want to say what it is? Let's procure sure. the name first. Then we'll do it. Yeah. Good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. So we'll not talk that about anybody, it on a future episode. Not that we have anybody actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> and take our idea and go with it. Who knows, you know? But when plus my mom's not going to steal any of our ideas, so. Right, exactly. But if anybody's listening and gets to this point, send us a tweet saying you heard this and I'll give you something. <laughs> I, I will send you. I will send you. Totally I will send platonic you PDF, in PDF comics. It'll be platonic in nature. <laughs> yes, yes. I will give you some I will I will give you some free previews of comics that I'm, are done that I'm going to be releasing soon. There you go. All right. And that that's a show. That is a show. Don't forget, we are heard everywhere. Podcasts are heard. We are on all the social media platforms that we could think of. If we're missing something, let us know. We'll get our asses up there. And um, we will. You know, come and say hi. And give us a call at 707-656-2080. Leave a voicemail. 707-656-2080. And check out our website for awesome articles. You wrote one, which is fantastic, yep. at uh, scpod.net. Yep. All about Venom, the movie. And what I think of it, and which we may do a follow up episode on yeah, that. Yeah, was yeah, we may, we may not, but we may. <laughs> hey, you know, John, you know what happens when you read more? Um, it opens your mind. That's a show. <laughs> <laughs>